Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, bright and early on a Monday morning. So, weather over the weekend, in my opinion, was absolutely beautiful, and it seemed like everyone in town was outside doing something. Watching that game yesterday, oh my goodness, those guys were dying. It was hot in Florida and swampy, but they still got the win against an up-and-coming Jacksonville Jaguar team that I thought looked pretty good. The uh, the fact that it was very sticky down there may have had, a, this is just simply commentary, may have had something to do with it. It was really a very lethargic football game. Kansas City's offense didn't play very well. Their defense was won the game for them. Jacksonville completely out of rhythm. This game was 180 degrees opposite what I thought it would be. I thought it would be high scoring, Trevor Lawrence, fine quarterback, and you're right, Jacksonville has a nice football team. But they were totally out of rhythm, and I think probably Chris Jones being in there had something to do with that. Kansas City's offense, though, was very stagnant. They didn't do a whole lot. 399 yards of total offense, and that usually they're up in the well in the mid-500s somewhere, but it didn't really work. And Lawrence, he was 22 of 41 through the air, 215 yards. That's that's nothing. That's an embarrassment for an NFL team to have it. And Lawrence, a good quarterback. Jones, when you take a look at Jones' numbers, he's really interesting because the numbers are really never outstanding. That's because, folks, linebackers do most of the tackling in football. That's what they're supposed to do. They're the ones who make the hit. Jones had one tackle and one and a half sacks. He said, that's nothing. He didn't do anything. Oh, yes, he did. He was in that backfield, Jacksonville's backfield. You could see Lawrence with very little time to get any kind of passing game going at all. Any time to formulate whatever plan he had, Jones was there to disrupt. And that's what he is, the disruptor extraordinaire. He was in there. He did his job. And I thought Kansas City played very well. Jacksonville's defense isn't too shabby either, but couldn't stop Mahomes in the key moments. Who can? And a 17-9 victory for Kansas City, I think is very good because you're right, in, Mike, in your su- summation that Jacksonville is a pretty good football team. They are a good football team, and uh, if they had caught the ball a couple more times, that score would have been completely different. The one thing that was frustrating for me on the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs is that how long it took them to change their game plan and actually start running the ball. Because early on, it was pass, 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 pass. Nothing was working. Once they started to kind of combine everything and get Pacheco involved and do some downfield running, that alleviated some of the problems and issues. And I thought the flow of the game, probably second half, was a lot better than the first half. May have had, again, something to do with how hot it was and the fact that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was ill and could not play and didn't play. I think he was suited up, but he didn't get out there on the field at all. And you did have... You did have McKinnon, and you had Pacheco. Pacheco runs hard, but they're starting to key their defenses. All teams are for him. Nonetheless, it was it was a winning performance, not necessarily an artistic success, but you're not basing anything on artistry here in the NFL. Hey, and you know what? League-wide, Chargers lost, Broncos lost. That was a nail-biter, and the Raiders lost. So here we are, back tied for first in the AFC West. Indeed, that is the case, and the Chiefs are right up there flying. You have the Chicago Bears coming in next Sunday, and that should be, I'm going to say, a walkover. No game in the NFL is a walkover. But nonetheless, it will be uh, maybe something less than a challenge that Jacksonville was. Fingers crossed, a dub is a dub in the NFL no matter how you get it, and I am thankful for the Chiefs. And, yes, they do have a tough, very, very tough uh, Bears team coming in. 
next Sunday afternoon. Now, after the game, did we get any injuries for the Chiefs? <laughs> Whom else would you expect? Yes, Kadarius Tony. He has a hurt foot, according to Andy Reid. Does the guy ever, is he ever healthy, fully healthy? I wonder. Anyway, he, he did have some key catches, didn't drop the ball too much yesterday. So, Kadarius Tony, how serious that is, probably not, in all honesty. Basic answer is no, there was nothing catastrophic at all. That's good. And, uh, hey, before you start coming down on my guy, he was a big reason we did get that dub because he's the only one making plays in the receiving core up until the point where Sky Moore started to activate. Sky Moore made some. And I got to say, Noah Gray actually had a pretty good game, too. If we can get some more consistency out of him like we got yesterday, that might be the future tight end right there. When Canarius Tony drops some more passes, are you going to be on his side? We'll see. Hey, (laughs) you always give someone a second chance, Ned. Good news, we're going to have more baseball in the city of Springfield tomorrow night. At least one more game, and that's the Springfield Cardinals. They have made the playoffs for the first time and almost, in fact, it's over a decade now. And they will play the Arkansas Travelers in the first of the best of three. Now, the first games here, the next two, if necessary, go down to Little Rock, Arkansas. The winner of that one goes to the Texas Lake Championship game, or series, I should say, which is also best of three. And Springfield would host that opener as well the following Tuesday. So, yes, there still is baseball. The Spring Birds closed it out yesterday with a win over the San Antonio Missions. Wichita didn't need to lose, but they did anyway. So Springfield wins the second half by two games, and that's really good. It's a good team. They're a very good team. I'm anxious to see now in the next day whether or not the St. Louis Cardinals help out by sending some players down here. Not that they're needed, but it would certainly help to have Thomas and J.C. back, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed, Ned, and uh, again, congratulations to the Springfield Cardinals on a great season and a great second half of the season, and uh, get out there tomorrow. Weather's looking perfect. Fill that stadium. I know they would love to see it. Um, So let's talk about my K-State Wildcats and the Mizzou Tigers. I was not a happy guy Saturday afternoon after their kicker busted a 61-yarder at the finish of the game to beat the K-State Wildcats, but... Well fought, bat, fought battle, and honestly, I I just thought K State's defense was atrocious that day. To be honest well, with you. actually, Missouri's game plan was not very good either. They almost messed it up with some really shaky timing on the field. Uh, but you did talk about Harrison Mevis, who booted home a 61-yarder. That's a Southeastern Conference record, folks. And he did it at the gun, and Missouri came away with a 30-27 to win. Now, had he not made that, then you would have had overtime, and who knows what might have happened. Kansas State is not the K-State that they were last year. Missouri is a little bit better, but the Tigers do have, do have some difficulties about them. They have Memphis next week and then get into Southeastern Conference play. I think their opener is Vanderbilt, if I'm not mistaken, and, and that's a, a winnable game. Now, Missouri got a win. Missouri State did not play. The Bears have their home opener coming up this Saturday against Utah Tech. Evangel is still undefeated, folks. Evangel had a 59-42 win over St. Mary. That game up in Leavenworth, Kansas. That's a big win, and the Valor playing very well, obviously. They're unbeaten. Southwest Baptist, oh my. They have Texas Permian Basin on there, which is a relatively new four-year school. And the Permian Basin team came to Bolivar and stuck it to Southwest Baptist 86-7. to 
O-U-C-H. That's not a good one. (laughs) No. Anyway, the uh, Chicago Bears are in to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bears, the Missouri State Bears, they do have Utah Tech coming in. Utah Tech will be coming into Springfield off a win. They went to Flagstaff, Arizona, beat Northern Arizona 56-20 on Saturday. And that's a good win for Utah Tech. Still, the Bears ought to be able to, at least we think they should anyway, take this one. I agree 110%, and uh, fingers crossed they can. More importantly, how'd you do in your picks? Not badly. Not badly. Still feeling pretty good. good. Oh, yeah. I have another one to play tonight, Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I very rarely ever play pro football games, the NFL, but I decided to this week. (laughs) Did you pick Cleveland on this one? I I picked the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. The dog, and I gave the points and took two and a half is all it is. But... I won one yesterday. I won one yesterday on a, by a half a point, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers. The margin was seven and a half. Rams are down by 10 with no time remaining to kick a field goal. And it beat the margin by a half a point. I'm saying, what are you kicking a field goal for to make the score was a, a, a seven point difference instead of a 10 point? Well, that's because when you have points, and you accrue points during the course of the season, and you, if in the unlikely event that it comes to a tiebreaker, you have points count. So that's why they put the points on the board. And they also helped out. The yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of guys in Vegas <laughs> like you that are all hoping that happens. Last but not least, uh, we have the Kingdom Show tonight, 7 p.m. Mitch Holt just broadcasting live from Kansas City, uh, interviewing plays and coaches. Don't miss out on that. After that, the Chiefs are back in Kansas City to face off with the Bears. Late Sunday afternoon game. They'll kick it off about 3:25 or so. I guess that's for television purposes. But yeah, the Chicago Bears and the Chiefs ought to be about a seven or eight point favorite going into that one. Fingers crossed. Ned, you have a wonderful day and I'll see you tomorrow.